Ephesians. Thank you guys for Sunday. It uh, <clears throat> it really was a blessing and, and a shock, and uh, I do a, a, appreciate it. I'm not near as nice as you guys think I am, though, obviously. Um, but uh, I do appreciate everything that you guys, uh, <clears throat> just your appreciation means a lot, and uh, it does help. Always watching behind me now, all the deception that took place fooling me, and, uh, and then I heard my whole family was partying at Wendy's house on Saturday night, and where was I at? So, <laughs> the house of deception, <laughs> but no, I just really did appreciate that, and meant a lot, and uh it was uh, good to see those guys again, Kareth and Matt and, and Gary, and, and uh, just that was, that was really special, having those guys come, and all that you guys have done uh, for us through the years has uh, made it uh, much easier to pastor here and to stay, and um, Obviously, it's God's will that we're we're here, and but it uh, it's because of you that that I stay. I, I really wouldn't mind moving somewhere where maybe the wind didn't blow quite so much. Uh, it will fall. <laughs> Probably would, wouldn't it? So, <laughs> but we we do love our church family, and this is home, and. Uh, been a you know it's been a great community to raise your kids in at uh you know fort morgan and brush area and uh just um the people and and um just been a great place to uh see our family uh be raised here and thankful i love the community and want to see them all saved and wouldn't it be awesome the whole town of fort morgan came to church here wouldn't that be awesome and we might need a bigger campus, huh? So, yeah. <laughs> but we'll, uh, we're just going to do our best to reach the communities of uh, in our area and uh, support missionaries all over the world and, and just see what God can do. So, And it uh, reminds us, doesn't it, every time we see someone uh, come to Christ and, and trust Christ as their Savior, it uh, just reminds us of how good God is to all of us, and and it is a privilege to to uh, be a child of God, and it's a privilege to be able to serve Him, and give our lives to Him, and and uh, just remember what He's brought us out of, and that's where we're at in Ephesians chapter two, and the first three verses are dealing with a believer's past, and. We, we looked at verse 1, we'll look at verses 2 and 3 tonight, and, and then verses 4 through 10, uh, we see God's blessings after salvation. And, uh, but right now, let's give some thought to what God has brought us out of, and, and you know, it's nothing that, obviously it's nothing that we brag about, it's actually stuff that we're uh, probably ashamed of and would rather not... Uh, uh, rehash those things, but I think it's good to remember what God has done 
and to not go back to that and to just to have a new life and be a new creature in Christ and celebrate in that. And so we looked last week, and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. And very emphatic in what he's de- in, in how he's saying this, and, and uh, you talking about all of us, and he has given us life. And uh, at one time we were dead in trespasses and sins, but no longer. And we can thank God for that. And so we, we need to understand that, that sin just doesn't have the dominion over us that it used to. And if it does, then there's a problem. You, you need to fix the uh, fellowship and the, the, the pathway between you and the Lord, and, and it's some type of sin that's hindering that, and, and get it right. But uh, knowing that you have been given life when you trusted Christ as your Savior. And then we get into verse 2 and talking about what we used to be. Wherein, back in that day when you... Uh, were, were walking in your trespasses and sins. You were dead in that. You had no option. That was the only option you had. You were dead in trespasses and sins. And in time past, their, their life is as, as unbelievers before they trusted Christ. And, uh, you know, that, that's the thing that why in the world would, would we want to go back to that? Why, why do we want to go back to the, the, the things that God saved us out of that was dragging us down, but it, it seems like so often we are uh, prone to wander and prone to go back to those things. And, and uh, we need to understand that was in times past. That's not now, and, and it forever needs to be in our past and no longer in our present. And wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world. And so they conducted their lives. That's what walking means. It, uh, your, your whole conversation and everything and by your conversation, your entire lifestyle, everything about you, your, your imaginations, your thoughts, your behavior, your motives, your, your lifestyle, your, your dress, the, the things that you did, the places you went. I mean, all, all of those things in, in time past, you walked and how, how, what, what did they represent? Well, they represented the course of this world. That, that is where we were. The, the reason they were dead in trespasses and sins is because their lives were directed by the world. Our lives were directed by the world. Our, our lives were directed by our, by our own motivations and by our own thoughts, and, and our thoughts were being dominated by the things of the world. And so we, in the course that, according to the course of this world, when, when we think about the course, the order of things, the system of values, and, and the way of doing things, it's the way of the world. There is a way of the world. The, the world is trying to conform us all into going the way of the world. And knowing that the world, we're, we're going to see, is directed by the devil himself, and and the world is going to take you in a way that is going to be just the opposite direction of where you need to be going as a believer. And it's just the opposite of, of what God wants you to be doing. And the world, when we give thought to the world, it's the place in, in, in uh, uh, it's the design of Satan. It, it is the, the entire system, actually, that we're living in today. And 
and that is the world that that we are living in. And we we understand that uh, there was a time when we were walking according uh, to the course of this world. Galatians 1 and verse 4 says, Who gave himself for our sins, talking about Jesus, that he might deliver us from this present evil world. How many here would think that this world is evil? Doesn't take much to figure that out, does it? All we have to do is watch the news for about five minutes and and you can understand. And who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. And then John, that was Paul writing, and then John wrote in 1 John 5, 19, and we know that we are of God, and the whole world, the whole world lieth in wickedness. Yeah, we do live in a wicked world today. And, and we understand now more of how, how it's directed because it says that wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world. The way of the world, then we did walk that, but that here what he's saying is in time past you did that, but you're not doing it now. Let's make sure we're not doing it now. And then it says the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air. Now here we, we know that uh, th- this is uh, talking about the, the prince, and, and the prince is the ruler, and we know that he'd be talking about Satan as the ruler of this evil world, and, but it's the totality of, of all the evil powers that is known as the evil authority. And so the prince of the power, and of the power is representing all the demons. And so remember when I told you earlier, when you see this being discussed, when you see it over in, e- in Ephesians chapter 6 also, that when it talks about principalities and powers and rulers of darkness, it's not just talking about the devil, but it's talking about that entire system of, of uh, wickedness that is ruling in this world today. And, but here, the prince, the prince is the devil himself, and He's a prince over the power, the demons, the kingdom of the air. The heavenly sphere that surrounds the earth is what he's talking about. And, and we need to understand this, that men are not free and independent, but they are surrounded and they're dominated by the very hosts of hell. And the only way that you are going to find freedom is through Jesus Christ. People can say that, oh, I don't want to be bound by Jesus, and I don't want to be bound by his rules, but, but in essence, you, you will never have freedom until you come to Christ, and he will then break the, bonds, the, the chains of bondage that we are in, and, and you truly do not have freedom until you trust Christ as your Savior. And here we, we understand that, that uh, it, it's... Uh, this uh, demon uh, host that is around us. And the older I get, the, the, the more real it becomes. And, you know, I used to think, you know, a lot of this stuff was hocus pocus, but I do believe that the demons are very real and that there are many of them roaming around. And, and I think God keeps them hidden from us because I don't think we could handle it if we knew of all the danger that we're dealing with uh, daily. 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 4 
It says, in whom the God of this world, little g, okay, little God of this world, hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. And so here we, we know that their minds are blinded and and the devil is going to use whatever he can to continue to keep them blinded. I, uh, what, whatever you, uh, you know, you start preaching on uh, righteousness in our society, and, and you're always going to get uh, uh, people stirred up, right? And 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 why? Because God wants to keep them angry, because He wants to keep them blinded to the truth and the reality of of uh, what the scriptures are are uh, pointing out. And so here knowing then that he's the prince of the power of the air, the spirit. Whenever we think about this spirit, it's the domain. It's the kingdom. It's the power of Satan and all of his demons. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. So when you think about the spirit, maybe not so much a one-person thing, but it's the whole attitude. It's the whole life. It's everything that represents the, the domain of the devil. And what, what are those things that represent the domain of the devil and the things of this world and, and to uh, uh, represent his kingdom and represent his wickedness and whatever it may be. And, it, and it's that spirit, that attitude, that mindset that, that works in the children of disobedience and worketh has the idea that is constantly doing that. It's a present tense. And so he's not stopping and he's not taking a break. He is constantly keeping the minds blinded of those that that choose not to see the truth and, and have not come to the point where they understand that they are dead in their trespasses and sins and they do not understand that true freedom comes through Jesus and Satan will do everything that he can to keep them blinded. And we see that in our, in our lives and in our world today. And it's that very spirit that works in the children of disobedience. Remember when Jesus was dealing with the Pharisees, and you look over in John chapter 8, verse 38, and, and uh, Jesus just at times uh, definitely wasn't politically correct, and sometimes he just wasn't very nice. John thirty-eight, John eight thirty-eight. I speak that which I have seen with my father, and you do that which you have seen with your father. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus saith unto them, If ye were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me, a man that hath told you the truth, which I have heard of God. This did not Abraham. Ye do the deeds of your father. Then said they to him, We were not born of fornication. We have one Father, even God. Jesus said unto them, If God were your Father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God, neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my, my speech? Even because ye cannot hear my word. Ye are of your Father, the devil, and the lusts of your Father, you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. 
When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Which of you convinceth me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not, because you're not of God. I mean, that's pretty straightforward. I mean, that's just about as blunt as you can get. And and telling them that, that sorry, he didn't even apologize. He said, your father is the devil. And everyone that's blinded to the truth, and whether we like to say it or not, and whether we want to believe it or not, if we have family members, or if we have, I don't know, if you have a mom and a dad, or, or a child that, that has never received Christ as their Savior, then they are the children of the devil. That's their father. They need, to, they need to switch it up, and they need to be adopted into the family of God, and they do so by recognizing that they are dead in their trespasses and sins, and they need to be saved. And, and the thing that, that makes the world so mad is when you start preaching the Bible and pointing out that there are certain things that are sin, and, and they don't like to hear that, and I don't like to hear that. You don't like to hear that at times, but... You know what? It's it's knowing and understanding where we are that points us then to where we need to be and brings us to that conviction in our heart and brings repentance upon our lives and, and brings us to the point where we call out and trust Jesus as our Savior to find true freedom. But oh, how we need to do that and quit living as children of disobedience. And then I keep saying this, but as believers then, why in the world do we ever want to go back and represent children of disobedience? You know, we have, we have Christians that I, I saw some goofy comment just this week on, on social media where some preacher was bringing up the alcohol issue again. Why, why in the world do we even argue over something like this? Why in the world do we want to say that drinking a little bit of it is going to be okay and, and getting a little, you know, I had some preachers say, hey, I like to go home at night and have a, have a bourbon on, on ice and, and relax. Give me a break. You're, you're going to gargle with gasoline and then smoke a cigarette and think nothing's going to happen to you. And, and why in the world do we, we want to run this fence line where, where we want to act like the world, but, hey, we got Jesus over here. We'll just keep him right here in our pocket. Why do we want to do that and represent children of disobedience? Why, why can we just say, God, I'm all out, and, 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 and I, I do want to live purely, and I don't want anything to control my life other than the Holy Spirit of God? Whatever it is, maybe you're addicted to Mountain Dew. Really, why in the world you want some liquid to control your life? Nicotine, you know, or, or whatever, pornography, or any other addiction. You know, we need to give it all up and say, that's gone, that's of the past, Lord, and I don't want to be a child of disobedience. I just want to be used by you. Be everything that, that God wants me to be. And there is no way that I want to represent the devil in anything in my life. And so we need to, and, and here, the, he tells us that, that that works in the children of disobedience. And disobedience, when we think about disobedience, it's, 
has the idea of disbelief. Do you believe the, the gospel or do you not? Do you believe everything that God writes in his word or do you not? Do you think that, that if God says that he can deliver you from whatever your Goliath is in your life, do you believe that he can do it or not? I mean, we need to, we need to step out and we need to trust him. And that disobedience has the idea of being in obstinate opposition to God's will. Let us not be that way. Romans 6 and verse 16 tells us, it says, Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness? Titus 3 and verse 3 tells us, it says, For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving diverse lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. You know, I, the, the, that's one of the ways the world, the system, and the devil himself tries to keep people blinded is that he keeps telling everybody the lie that if, if you preach the Word of God and it disagrees with something in your lifestyle that, that you are doing, that, that the messenger hates you. No. You know, one day you're going to find out it's that messenger that truly loves you that tells you the truth. Whether it be the preacher, whether it be a Sunday school teacher, whether it be a family member who loves you enough to, uh, to confront what you're doing, whether it, whether it be, you know, anyone, a co-worker or whoever, that they come along and tell you the truth, then don't get mad at the truth and don't get mad at the messenger and don't try to, to justify your, your disobedient behavior, your obstinate uh, uh, opposition to God's will by saying that somebody hates you for telling you the truth. But that's what society wants to tell us. But you know what? You do. You love them enough. You continue to tell them. And why? Why? Because you've been delivered from those things. I've been delivered from those things. And we want them to see the same thing and find the happiness and the joy that you can have in, in knowing that, that God is pleased with what we're doing. Ephesians 5 and verse 6 here it says, Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Boy, those that want to tell you that all the things that you're doing is okay, and, 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 a, and a, I don't know, a false teacher gets up, a crazy preacher gets up who just wants to build numbers and, and says, hey, whatever you are, we'll love you how you are and accept you for how you are, and and we're just going to continue to live our lives as we are. And, and what they're not telling you is that I'm not going to tell you anything that's going to offend you. And one day you're going to end up in hell. And we, we love people more than that. And we're not going to do that. And so we're going to tell them the truth about God's word. And, and we are not going to be children of disobedience. And so then we go back and we better stop, hadn't we? really wanted to do verse 3, but we'll, we'll, uh, we'll just do verse 3 next week. But you know what? We live in a devil's world, and it is an evil world. And there, why do bad things happen? 
Well, bad things are going to happen in the devil's world. And there's a lot of evil out there. But he also has shown us that even as bad things may happen to us, they're only allowed to happen to us because God wants to use that in our lives to make us stronger and more useful for his purpose. And one day we'll understand that it will be worth it all because we will be delivered from this sinful place and this evil place and we will be in a wonderful place of heaven and and an eternal life with him and with our Savior. And until then, we, we are in a devil's world and we're doing battle with it. And sin is dirty. And sin is crazy. And, and, and we're seeing that more as it raises its head and seems to have more power. Well, just as loud as they are and, and as obstinate as they are in, in wanting to lead people over the cliff into hell, we need to be just as loud and we need to be just as determined to tell people and show them that there is something better and we better be out there telling them about Jesus and there's an urgency about it. I had a gentleman tell me today, they, he was in special training over the, this past week and he says some of the best training he'd ever been in and, and it was a bunch of law enforcement officers from all over the country and they were sharing stories about some of the things that had gone on in their lives and he looked at me and he told me, he said, you know, the, the, the best thing that I got out of that is that thank the Lord that I have Jesus and that I need to stick close to him and walk with him. You know what? We need to tell everybody about that. There's a lot of people out there wandering around and they're blind and they think that they're free, but they're not free at all. And we need to love them enough to tell them about Jesus. So what if they get mad? You, you never know. They may get mad, and then that'll put them into the book and prove them wrong. And then they'll say, you know what? That character really did love me, ticked me off, and made me read the Bible. You just never know what God can do. I'd much rather have someone mad at me, but then one day find out I told them the truth than to me just pat them on the back and let them slip off into hell some someday without ever having the courage and, and truly the love to tell them about Jesus. Time is short. Time is short. Let's make sure that we use it. Let's remember what we've been delivered from. Let's get away from it. Let's represent our Savior. And let's tell others and let's snatch them out of the fire of hell. And let's see God use us to do some great and wonderful things in Morgan County. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. And I thank you for your deliverance. And I know, Lord, each and every one that is in Morgan County right now, that your power is sufficient enough to save all of them. And I pray that you send us out and that we will be bold, that we will tell others, and that we'll see many more come to that saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And that, Lord, we'll just see their, their lives be revolutionized. Lord, use us as a tool that we need to be. Guide us and direct us now. Take us home safely. Bring us back, Lord, when the doors are open. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful evening.